from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio in the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Gatorland, Florida, Eddie Big Cat Koffeltz. Yes, nice to see you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie sounds like he's starting like like an NPR jazz show. Just warming up into it. Warming up, warming up. (laughs) Keeping it soft and warm in the quiet storm, it's Eddie Big Cat Koffeltz. It's it's a night here. (laughs) From Nashville, Tennessee, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Cameron, you're so giggling. I'm terrified. The band is back together. I'm very excited. Hey, uh, before we get going, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Prison Fellowship. We're more than our past mistakes. We are made in God's image, and we each have a future. But for men and women who live in the shadow of a criminal record, a second chance can be hard to come by. For approximately one in three American adults with a criminal record, legal obstacles hinder their progress even after they've paid their debt to society. On top of widespread social stigma, former convicts face as many as 44,000 documented restrictions that limit their access to education, jobs, housing, voting, and more. That's why this April, Prison Fellowship is celebrating Second Chance Month with more than 275 partner organizations nationwide. Join Prison Fellowship for this nationwide movement to break down barriers and unlock second chances. Together, we can change the lives of approximately 70 million men and women who dream of a better future. Learn more at prisonfellowship.org slash second chances. Uh, awesome organization. Yeah, what okay. a great call. Yeah. No kidding. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, comedian Nate Bargatze joins us. Uh, he talks about his new comedy special, The Tennessee Kid, that's taking over Netflix right now. He talks about his faith, growing up in the church, and how Netflix has changed his career. That's coming up later. Very excited about Nate Bargatze. But today, did you, did you say Netflix or relevant? <laughs> you know but, it is funny early on in the interview he was he basically i look i was gonna include the clip but it would have been a weird humble brag but he was like you know before this netflix things you know a lot of people who would come to me have shows he heard me uh, heard me through you guys and he was very appreciative that uh oh. camera and i i i said this to someone the other day we're og nate bargazzi fans yeah. no big yeah. deal but we saw him years ago at south by and now look at him he's got the he's got the big netflix the big it netflix is, hour it, i don't yes. know if it's cool like i mean to see to say you saw like a band at south by southwest before they were known another huge that's one thing we saw nate bargazzi at south by southwest and now he's huge. i don't know if that's i don't know if this is cool as seeing it's like, like when i played at my friend johnny lee's youth camp I grew up a third day playing at my youth camp because they go to my church. So that's my whole existence. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. God of wonders beyond our patch. He had a lot of of gravel. A lot of of gravel in that throat. Well, they live on the gravel road. Yeah. Well, they grew up on those dirt roods in rural Georgia, you know, and they just that's like, right. you didn't chew, know. chewing rocks all now the time. You know. It's still in there. You don't have a radiator on that mouth. It just gets all in there. <laughs> it, he's from, he's from, he's, you know, he's from the band Third Day. So yeah. I doubt he ever smoked, but in that part of the country, you're born with a smoker's throat. It's just, you know. <laughs> that part of the country. 
where I'm also from. Listen to you. You also sound like man. One time I was at a SeaWorld and heard Third Day, and they play Third Day in pretty heavy rotation in SeaWorld. And I don't really know how all that's connected, but it just seemed you know pertinent to the conversation. Wait, you heard them live? They were at Third Day, or you just okay. heard they were just playing them over the speakers at SeaWorld? I'll just never get past the way you said live. Live. I know. You said live. Like a lav mic. Like a lavalier Wait, mic. You said lav. Oh, sorry. Do you see him live? We started, we started, it was just no. one mention of rural Georgia. <laughs> and suddenly. And you lose y'all, me. Y'all talking about Georgia again? <laughs> yeah. well, it did come my out. Love, my love for Mac Powell is long documented. So please tell him hi for me. Yeah. Uh, today is a very important day. I don't know, Annie and Eddie, if you're aware, but today is April 2nd, which is the day in the year of our Lord that Jesse was born. Today is Jesse's birthday. It's a big deal. Basically a national holiday. It It is a national holiday. You would be born right after April Fool's. That makes all the sense. God makes no mistakes. God makes no mistakes. Except that one. Jesse should have been born on <laughs> April 1st. He missed it by a day. I don't I don't get it. It's I will say though, your mom probably went into labor on the first. So oh, it was sort of like are you for her, real? Actually. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Mom. It does feel like I missed like a, a date with destiny by by missing <laughs> it by mere by mere hours. You know? Jesse, do you like your birthday? Do I like like the are day? you like someone who like are you always like oh, my birthday? It's my birthday. I Do forgot. I forgot it was even coming till to the other day. Somebody's like, oh, it's what are you doing for your birthday? I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I didn't. Th- I was like, I don't know. When is my birthday? I was like, oh, I guess it's, you know, I like it, it. I just I don't know. It's never like a big thing. I mean, we might have plans. I really don't know. I'm like <laughs> a birthday gift to me is not having to plan anything for the birthday because that's okay. just going to stress me out. You know, right. Okay, okay, so I thought to uh, help. We have a lot of new listeners. The The podcast numbers have been shooting up lately. We don't really know why, but there's a lot of new listeners. It's probably and that th- Brady Toops episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it would be good for the new listeners. That would be good for the new listeners oh, yeah. to get to know Jesse. And oh, so great. before we started recording, I grabbed a few of the Table Topics cards that we oh, had purchased a few years ago. And I thought it'd be good to just lob a few of the table topics to Jesse so so okay. we can round out Jesse Carey, the man, the myth, the legend on the day of his yeah. birth. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Oh, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do Here it. Here we go. Just random questions. Uh, Jesse, if money were no object, what kind of birthday party would you have? Huh. If money hey, were money, no object. Money is no object. No, no object. object. Okay. Jet well, skis, fireworks. Eddie, it's weird you said jet skis because yeah. Cameron, when you said money is no object, the first thing that one came into my mind was jet skis. Hundred percent. Like <laughs> really? for some reason, oh, yeah. it's really, really weird that Eddie said that because money is no object. Ding, jet skis. That just pops in my head. I don't know how that translates into a party, but maybe it's maybe it's like a um uh, a demolition derby type of situation. You just got all my friends out there in a lake, and we're just ramming each other with jet skis. Literally, money's no die. object. Oh my god. You would die quickly. You know that. Very, very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. This is like Suicide Squad. Why would you do that? Because it money's no object, Annie. I, I people but money's can sue no me. People can sue me. That you're and I will pay them yeah. out. I will Undial. pay it out. Money is no object. Or I would hire an entertainer. I would hire. <laughs> I would get 
Here, no, here's what I would do, Wait. Cameron. Here's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. Because we would, <laughs> I would get, I would get David Copperfield. Yeah. From from Vegas, I would bring in David Blaine. I would bring in Chris Angel, and I would have like a magic oh, no. competition. <laughs> no, we no, could all judge. No, no more David it. Blaine. We can't. You bad news on David Blaine. Right. Oh, oh no. Oh, he's you out. know what? You're right. Oh, he's he out. But I think David Copperfield is still available and certainly Carrot Top For is. sure he is. And yeah. Carrot Top, Chris Angel. I, it would be a lot of entertainers. Oh, yeah. Chris Angel's so scared of Carrot Top. Jesse, Don't bring Jesse, Carrot Top. Jesse, after we, after we saw David Blaine at, or David Redemption. Copperfield in Vegas last summer, I, I don't know. I want to go to that party. Everyone deserves redemption. Here, you know what? You know what? Baffle wasn't even baffling to me is like magicians at birthday parties stop being cool when you're like nine. Yeah. Every adult birthday party should have a magician. Like I would. A lot of times, you ever get invited to a birthday thing and you're like, I don't know if I feel like going to. You know, uh, you know, it's a whole thing. If they had a magician, everyone would go. So money, so object. <laughs> the best magicians in the world all are right. all showing up on jet skis. On. <laughs> All right. Where did jet, jet ski skis magic. come from? Yeah. <laughs> jet ski <laughs> magic. Okay. Uh, next question. What will you be like 10 years from now? Oh. I mean, look at what he's looked like 10 years ago. Yeah. It's all just. <laughs> It's, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, with my rock and roll lifestyle, it'll probably be, I'll probably be a memorial somewhere. Like, I mean, you uh, have teenagers great, in ten years, Jesse. You know, How people crazy just is go, that? People will just go leave earbuds strung around my memorial, and it's me, like in my final moment on my thirty-sixth birthday, jumping to jet ski over David Copperfield. Both of us, both of us, unfortunately, didn't make it through that stunt. But that's like there's like the now. freeze frame in your biography, and that it goes right into that's what's carved into the granite of your tombstone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a statue. It's me flying yeah. over the top of a jet ski while ramming David Copperfield and people just go put roses <laughs> and, up there and it just says years <laughs> from now at this time. It's it's quite the day. It says at the bottom, money was no object and nobody ever understands it. Like, what, what does that mean? Why is that guy on a jet ski jumping over that magician? Why does it say money was no object? Why, why is this statue of some guy I don't know Jumping over who appears to be an aging David Copperfield, and how did they both die during this? And why are people leaving Nickelback CDs uh, like just everywhere? Like, what is happening? Who was this man? Money was no right. object. Next question: uh, Which moment from your life would you choose to relive if you could? Oh man, I <laughs> if I. <laughs> If I could relive any moment, it, this is this is pretty easy, Annie. You'll appreciate this. The it would be the moment that I walked into that gentleman at Elam's college dorm room. Hundred percent. But then the, 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 the day that I fell on the day <laughs> that I like fell on him, and I would have taken more mental notes because it's been haunting me <laughs> and the listeners ever since. I know. When do we get to move forward with our side pod? We need I'm to. dying about it, Jesse. I do I we get to start to. bugging you about it again? Yes, you do. Because okay. true crime is having a moment. I would have taken more notes and I probably would have like bought some catcher's gear too and like put it on so that my fall at least would have been somewhat cushioned. You know? <laughs> uh, it would have been so devastating for me. Jesse, here on the day of your birth, what percentage of the things you say are BS? That is the oh. question. Can what we percentage? all answer that for Jesse? That should yeah. be like a group question. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it should be over under about seventy five, and I I, th I think most of you guys are going to fortunately go over. Eddie, yeah. if you you've known me a long time, Eddie, where would you put this number? Are we talking on the show or not on the show? 
We're talking, yeah, on and off. I, fig- I think I'm the same person. It's it's like um, that's not true. I'm, I'm not great at statistics, but I think it's like eighty percent plus or minus twenty percent. So that means <laughs> based it may on whether be a, he has a microphone or not. You, well, maybe it's it's you never know. It kind of depends on where he woke up that morning and what he, if he had burritos. Did he have where he food? woke up that morning? Yeah. No, 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 Cameron, I feel like I'm not that different when the microphone's on. We, you know, I like to. Yeah, you're I've, not. I've known you 14 years. I was just recalling to Jess. You were 22 when I met you. You're 36 yeah. today, right? That's right. So it's been 14 right. years. I, I would absolutely say you're the same person on or off. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, That's yeah, right. The problem it, is the real problem with Jesse is he's almost incapable of it. And he's actually just a really good person. And so you keep trying to poke well, holes the, in it. The, the, yeah. the off the off is he asks more questions when he's off. Yeah. He well, listens more. The, than the, he does the, on the other show. thing, both on mic and, and, and off, I'm a pathological liar. People yeah, should yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Should, you go. It's pathological. I no, when, know. When, when he and I hang out, literally, it's just the podcast. Like over, over, like I, I tee him up and he runs with ridiculous stuff the entire time and I giggle. I mean, that's the entire yeah. time hanging out. Uh, no. Over under on BS. I wouldn't say any of it. It's BS. No. That would imply it's, lying. I think you're just like, it, how much I of it is? No. I think it's none. It's what, what it is, it's it's truth that's a little too hard for some people to hear. And uh, if they're more comfortable interpreting as BS, I'm, I will not cool down these hot takes. Uh, for you know, I will not, I will not, I will not do that. The thing yeah, I, I do, dis- I do think my favorite evolution of the Jesse Carey repertoire in the last few years has been in the last year, and that's the introduction of the hot tub hot take. I yeah. really like the uh, post eleven p.m. Jesse Carey hot tub hot take, Jesse. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 people start getting real out there. It's not it's not it's not necessarily politically correct, and I'm nope. very glad those conversations aren't recorded because uh, a lot of fringe a lot of fringe political ideas come up. Um, strong feelings about about Jesse, on April Fools, did you see all the stuff people said about flat Earth? By the way, that people were selling maps of the flat Earth. It was it's, it was a brilliant. It was right, the only thing I liked them, about man. April Fools. Good for them. It was very funny. I, thought of you. I, I did not like, like that day that. at all. I don't like no. being tricked. Oh, no. I don't either. No. I hate it. Sorry, Cameron. Go ahead with your. Okay. I do want to circle back to April Fool's after a couple more of these questions. Okay. Uh, Jesse, uh, here on the day of your birth, if you could rename yourself, what name would you choose? Oh, that's a great one. Jesse, give a real answer. What name would you pick if you couldn't be Jesse? So, uh, no. what about all those like online things of like, you know, your so and so name is like the first. Yeah, street you lived on, and the first. Do- so I, I think there was like I saw one was like it's inappropriate, but what is your like pimp name? It was like yeah, the last name is the name of the street you grew up on, and the first name was the name of your first pet. Yeah. Mine, mine would be Caesar Dolomite. That's not bad. <laughs> your Caesar's first pet was named <laughs> Dolomite. No, Caesar, and I lived on Dolomite Street. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, I thought Caesar it was Dolomite. the street first. I was like, what? Caesar Dolomite. <laughs> also, so the fact that the Strangs had a pet named Caesar. Yeah. That feels very not not Christian enough. It was, uh, I think it was a, an acquired, like we took it in. It was a poodle that died in my bedroom by vomiting itself to death in my room. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. so, I was five. Oh my gosh. I was five. Vivid that, memory. That, that, oh. would make, <laughs> that would make my name Bluebird Spruce. And I'm very comfortable <laughs> with this name. Because our first pet was a blue parakeet. And when it was time... When it was like, when we got him home, you know, like yeah. it was, we really wanted a pet 
And my parents yeah. didn't want to do the dog thing because they're a lot of work. And so it was like, all right, we'll warm you guys up with two parakeets. And we went to the, the pet store. And when yeah. you're there, the parakeets are awesome. As soon as you get them home and realize they're pretty much just sit there in a cage all day. Like these parakeets are lame and we're not even going to the effort to naming them. We just called it Bluebird. And Bluebird's so I Bruce, would. Dude. I can see it. I, that's a that's pretty Bluebird, good. That Bluebird pretty good spruce. How you do? How you do? I do. Caesar Dolomite, Bluebird spruce, rolling in the joint. I like I it. Would have been. I would have been Fifth Avenue Bow. No, <laughs> other way around. Bow Fifth Ave. Bow Fifth Ave, which is actually incredible. <laughs> Bow Fifth Avenue is pretty cool. <laughs> like, I, see, I feel like we're were. turning into like like a like a an R and B group here. We got yeah, Bow like, Fifth Ave. I think that's actually Bluebird a better spruce. idea than coming up with pimp names. So yeah. let's go well, with an okay, R and B group. What would your R and B group? Your Christian R and B group from the early nineties. It doesn't have to be Christian. I'm just less pro pimp than the three of you. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. Um, no. 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 I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well. <laughs> I would be Sarah Ebenezer, which is so boring. Oh, and so Christian. <laughs> Sarah Ebenezer. Oh my gosh, is it? <laughs> you, you write Amish fiction. That's what you write. Yeah, Amish yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Ebenezer. Gazing uh, Jesse, across the field right, right. Jesse, the what, barn was being raised. Today on the day of your birth, Jesse, what's the secret to happiness? Oh, yeah. This I want to hear from you. Oh, boy. Oh, man. The, the, the secret. And I'm sure it involves falconry. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the, the secret of happiness is figuring out what you love to do in life and not yeah. putting the hard work into actually do it, just thinking about it a lot, like <laughs> career and magic and falconry and stand-up comedy. I do none of these things professionally, and I'm probably much happier for it because I have the luxury of just randomly fantasizing about it. So it's coming up with whatever your dream is and never actually going for it because you can't be disappointed <laughs> that way. That's the key to happiness. Never it's actually very, going it's, for it. It's very, very simple. You can't be disappointed if you never try that hard. <laughs> that's how you wow. end up happy. Sometimes you just merch. speak in t-shirts. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's exactly right. That's what I thought well, too, Eddie. You know, it's philosophy. Jesse, today on the day of your birth, what would you or would you live your life any differently? Would you live your life any differently if you didn't care what people thought? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, there, there's a lot assuming, of assumptions in that. You're yeah. assuming <laughs> I do care. And in, the answer is, I would live, I would say this, if we flipped it, if I care what people thought, I'd probably live a lot differently than I do. I probably wouldn't say most of the things I say on this podcast if I really cared what people thought. So, uh, Jesse, today on the day of your birth, who would you trade places with for one month? Oh, it's a weird this, amount of time. Yeah. It's like too long for to just be like a yeah one just day. a pop in yeah it's a one yeah. day in the life yeah. of no no yeah. you got to go in for a month a whole yeah. month you have to buy groceries as this person right yeah this is tough because like <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> like right. I feel like some people's <laughs> impulse the <laughs> things you think of oh, man I gotta have chores and errands oh, yeah. Man. So yeah, you got to go like get a checkup or something. You got like things to do. You got to do yeah, like, like, go like, to the yeah. yeah. like, contribute to the IRA and all this. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, be, because like I'm not, you know, I know there's a couple of people in this podcast who are like space people who'd be like, oh, I traded for the guy up on the internet or woman up in the International Space Station. I, I think know. that'd be boring. I wouldn't I even do that, that for a time. I don't know that I'd want to, to spend a month up there. That's too long. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you, so you're saying. Uh, <laughs> 
Actually, saying, yes, he gets to decide if he'd like to spend a month I, I, I out A month is anyone. I get no, a no, month. No, he was anyone. implying that I would want to do an astronaut. And I was like, I don't oh, know. That's a long sure, time. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, now I'm yeah, with you. Sorry, yeah. sorry. A month is anyone. I'd probably go, <laughs> I'd probably go with uh, like Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates. And here's why I would give, I would write a check to the real me as Jeff Bezos so that when we switch <laughs> back in a month, oh, sure. yeah, 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 and then yeah. I would find hilarious ways to sabotage their fortune. Like, yes. That's like wishing for wishes. I would, I yeah, would, exactly right. I would go, I would, as Jess Bezos, go make the most preposterous investments you could possibly make, and just, just, it's like the Joker. It's like that. It's like what they say in Batman. Some people just want to watch the world burn, and that's what I would do. I would just, I would be Jeff Bezos and just spend the money preposterous. I would buy night vision goggles for everyone in America for no reason. They're just primed to everyone's house. That's seems like a, a just like hey that was a cool thing jeff bezos did i have no idea what he why he did it or what we're gonna do with these night vision goggles but hey that was kind of cool that's what i would do you know jesse today on the day of your birth what's your most embarrassing phobia <sighs> my most embarrassing phobia is i've really always feared like especially if it was my birthday um that i would be put on the spot to answer very difficult questions <laughs> yeah. over and over <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, no, I, I don't really have. I don't. I don't know that I have a, a, a like. I'm not embarrassed of my phobias. I, I don't loving like loving too much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, sometimes working too hard. <laughs> sometimes I work too hard. Sometimes I'm too passionate about making a difference in the world. Um, you know, I think sometimes like my righteousness and how I live my life is intimidating to other Christians. I mean, there's a lot of phobias <laughs> I have. <laughs> I, f- I feel like sometimes like pastors are very intimidated because they're like, well, I, you know, he's got such great theological insights and things. It's, it's a big fear. It's a big <laughs> thing yeah. that I worry about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Last question. Then we can talk about April Fool's Day. Uh, Jesse, today on the day of your birth, if there's one thing that no one understands about you, what is it? Hmm. That no one understands. I, I, you know, I feel like to the most part, I'm a pretty much an open book. I, how about this? I won't say that no one understands, but no one can fully appreciate. Uh, how about how about we do that? Because that's yeah. a degree of understanding. I like the I idea of where think, you're going. I don't think people understand how good of an athlete I am. Oh um, my god! I would like <laughs> to dispel any rumors that I couldn't compete at the highest level of anything I put my mind to, and that I chose to do this instead. Like a lot of people, just don't—they <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> Are we going back to your six-month rule or whatever? That like, if you try to do anything for six months, you become professionally good at it. It, and now, it, it, or are you it, saying thirty days or something like athletics that? Or yeah, no. in general. it was like during the it, Olympics not, a few not, years well, ago. Hold on, let me let me clarify that because I've said this before and I stand by it. It uh-huh. has to be something that's within like the physical realm of possibility. Like, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not going to say I could go learn to pitch 100 miles an hour, right? Yeah, or like, be, by a physical limitation. But I think. I think if you give me 30 days, I could be on the professional billiard circuit, bowling circuit, or dart circuit. For 30 days, if I just woke up in the morning and just bowl all day, totally. at the end of the month, I'm knocking out 300 every time. I'm the world's best bowler. Do you know I took that that? as my PE in college? We've talked about this. How'd you do? Do, Did you you dedicate 15 waking hours? very good. 15 hours a day for 30 straight days. 
Yeah, by the end of, I mean, when you take, when you go three times a week for an hour for an entire semester, you get pretty good at bowling. That, that's my point, Eddie. If 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 I said to you right now, you can choose bowling or, or darts, I don't care which one. Yeah. And you said you have 30 days and all you have to do is wake up and do that thing. Do you yeah. not think at the end you're at the professional level? I, Abs- I know. Absolutely. I know myself and I know I could be pro in either of those. Absolutely. <laughs> you just know your physical acumen and also just how hard can it be? How hard hard could be <laughs> <Maybe. Just> repeating <laughs> emotion over and over again. Maybe it's the wisdom of your old age, but you have narrowed the scope. I think this started during the Olympics that you're like, yes. if you gave me 30 days, I could be competitive in any of these random events. And you were naming right. everything yeah. except basically those, track three, and field. those three things are not very athletic. Right. Yeah. But right. he was, but he was saying it was like, maybe it's the winter Olympics saying, or something. I, it was like something where he wasn't like going up against Usain Bolt, but uh, he would be an Olympian at like curling. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. right, 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 right. He was right. like, okay, it, okay. Here, here's what I thought about this the other day. I actually really thought about this the other day. <laughs> I, I, I heard that air pistols. Okay. This is basically, <clears throat> it's a, it's a gun. Like like an airsoft gun, right? Yeah, yeah. like a BB gun. You shoot it. You use a BB. It's it's a BB gun in its Olympic event. Like you go and you shoot BB guns at targets, right? Yeah. There's why am like I thought I actually thought about like how cool would it be just to go to the Olympics, stay yeah. in the stay in the athletes' village, go do the big parade, you know, yeah. in Beijing or whatever. You got those cool, uh, you know, Ralph Lauren. Uh, you know, USA berets on. You're marching down there with the dream team, the whole deal. No yeah. one cares that you're the air pistol guy. No <laughs> one cares. At that moment, you're an Olympic athlete. No right. one cares or right. knows that you're there. Like I said, you're wearing that sweet same polo that LeBron's got on. Yeah. Okay. With the American flag, you're waving <laughs> to everybody. No one knows that you're the BB gun guy. I feel, I not feel even like metal. I feel like the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs or wherever it is has like a sign up sheet like like yeah. after school clubs you know at a school where you could just go like all the random Olympic events go like oh, I'll sign up for that one and they're like, yeah. they, and they're like they'll put you through the training and then you're an Olympian you know like mm-hmm. go ahead go for it yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do we, we need a BB gun guy we have no representation nobody last- signed up for BB guns <laughs> you can yeah. you can you're you're shooting <laughs> The yeah. last BB gun person just retired because it's super boring and dumb. And so we need a new BB gun person. Yeah. I, I, okay. I read it. I read an interview with a guy the other day and he, he is now like a professional shuffleboard player. This is how he makes his living. So shuffleboard, like the game they play on cruise ships, you have yeah. the stick with the little magnet looking thing at the end and you push the little puck down the hopscotch board and try to score points. Okay. You guys right. know the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this guy is in his 20s and he is now one of the top ranked shuffleboard players in the world. And he just randomly picked it up and decided I'm going to be a professional shuffleboard player. He's like, I can either go work a real job <clears throat> or I can learn this game and become a pro because what he found out is most of the people who are pros are elderly. The tournaments for them. What's that big? El- <laughs> what's that big like old folks community in 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 Florida? Uh, the villages. Uh, the villages. Oka yes. Raton is no, what I want to say. The villages. No? The villages well, host. 
the villages host like the Super Bowl of shuffleboard. And yes. like, this guy's out there. <laughs> this guy's out there. And everyone who's like a pro shuffleboard player is like way over 60 because it's not really that serious. And he's out there dominating. He's using his. And I respect that guy. I respect that guy. That's what I want to bring to the BB gun world. And he's making not only that, he's making a living. When you go win, when you go win a big tourney at the villages, that's yeah. like 10 grand or something. And yeah. he's just out there dominating these old people. So he's like and a pool. He's like a pool hustler. He's going around to all the old folks' homes, signing up for the shuffleboard tournament, and taking home all the it money. It just so happens that's where the pro tournaments are hosted at, at <laughs> high end senior assisted living facilities. So. Well, Jesse, next time you're down and we're doing hot tub hot takes, I can. Uh, I just got a, a some BB guns for the backyard and some targets. Perfect. Just because it's a, it's a backyard. Fancies. Because it's a backyard and and we set up targets and I was teaching guys. I've never had brothers. Don't don't be so angry with me. I just but you live in Georgia. Have you not seen Home Alone? Have you not yeah, seen? Home I know home? every little boy needs to know how to shoot a BB gun. This is home. Were you security. to be left by your family? This is home security 101. You <laughs> trick the burglar to sticking his entire face through the doggy door. Yeah. I just didn't know if you had some sort of animal that you wanted to scatter away from you, Cameron. That was my. Um, oh no! Thought. We're just shooting Neighbors. targets in the backyard. So so Jesse, next time we're out in the hot tub, you can uh, start honing your BB gun skills. Good, because I don't. I don't plan on starting actual training until just before the Olympics, and I think that'll do. That'll, <laughs> that'll do just fine. Oh man! All right. Well, happy birthday, man! Thirty-six years on this hey, earth. Hey, so Thank glad you. you were born, Jesse. Thank yep. you. Hey, we'll take a break, and we come back. We'll do slices. So the song is swimming. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Wallows with Remember When. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, I because it's my birthday, I'm going right. to go to her. Um, yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's right. Well, I wanted to bring one. Okay, th- this one I want to bring because has has a little substance. But and I wanted to 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 see. Uh, I want to see if anyone could guess this. Okay, so Saddleback Church just did like a comprehensive study to find out if uh, offering an online alternative, like offering your services online, if it to see if it affects actual physical church attendance. So. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, like the like when Judah Smith and uh, you know launched like Church Home, the app. A lot of the criticism was, well, if you're giving people the ability to basically have the church experience online, is this going to affect people actually going to church? So to look at it, they actually looked at uh, 176 churches that offer online churches, so that they, you know, so they had a large sample size. It just, you know, around the table real quick. Do you think that offering the online church affected physical church attendance? I my gut would be that the churches who are big enough to be able to afford to do that would be large churches that have large congregational attendance in person. And it probably isn't numerically impactful. You know, that it's like overflow or remote people or people in other cities that are more watching than local people. That'd be my guess. Yeah, Eddie, what, what I, think? I think it I think it didn't negatively. I don't think it was negatively impactful at all, because I think 
most people don't go to church every week. So some people are just using it as an alternative to, you know, just they can stay home and let the kids run around. But I also think people that are watched a lot of people that are watching online, we're never going to show up in person in the first place. So they're just getting a brand new congregation, not subtracting from the current congregation. Yep. Annie. Yeah, that would be my guess. I feel like I have a little bit of an unfair point of view because I'm on the teaching team at a multi-site church and one of the sites is an online campus. So we have that at our church. And so it never feels like it has kept people from coming. It feels like it makes a way for people who can't come to go to church because that community talks to each other a ton. They're like a very active yeah, they like um, chat during the sermon and stuff, don't yeah, they? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. they're like real chatty. There's huge pro cons to both yes. in person and yeah. online. Yeah, I would well, be very distracted. If people don't chat with me while I'm at in church physically. Why are you chatting to me now? I'm just trying to listen to the sermon. Leave me alone. Well, Stop then talking. you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to see it. And you don't have to participate. But for people who want to have the community that comes with uh, what you would have, what would happen in the lobby for many of us who go to a traditional church, they get that opportunity to kind of almost have a small group during the sermon yeah. and during church. So. I chat, I chat uh, regularly during the sermon when I'm just sitting there. And usually it's this to the person next to me. I don't think this story is actually in the Bible. I've never <laughs> heard it. I think he's making this one up. Uh, Bree and I, Bree and I have gotten in trouble many times chatting in church when we were in school together, talking yeah. in school. We'll just talk through the whole sermon, when but is- whatever. Hey, well, I have a question. When is the last time you've got trouble for chatting in service? Please tell me it was recently. Oh, it was under a year ago. The lady in front of us <sighs> turned around and asked us to be quiet. And I, do y'all not we, have whisper voices? What's the matter with you? We do, but this lady was particularly sensitive. And then after you've been talking a lot, it was a. It, I don't remember what was going on in the sermon, but it was particularly uh, chat worthy. So yeah, we talk way too much, and yeah. so it was like under a year ago. We that were is adults. so surprising, Eddie. I wouldn't imagine Why? you a a, a a church talker. I wouldn't no, imagine it's not that like that a would thing be. I do, but if I feel like I got something to say or Brian does, I mean, we're, you know, we're pretty good friends. We just chat it up. Do you talk at normal speaking volume? <laughs> do you talk little, during movies? A, a little louder. Uh, no, no, I won't talk during movies, but I really like movies. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> they're not, they're not boring. <laughs> Listen, I talk, <laughs> at, I talk at full volume, but only if the pastor needs to know something like, he should not be wearing a polo tucked into jeans. Like, yeah. I mean, I would just, I'll just throw that out there. No, but yeah. here, so Saddleback found after this 179 churches that actually of those that offer online, um, you know, services, uh, 60% saw growth in the physical church after they launched the online. Really? Yeah. And not only that, but they looked at, um, you know, some of these, people who who lead these digital church services and found that most of the people who were, you know, quote unquote, like first time attenders, when they, when they questioned them, there's something like 75% had actually watched a sermon online before attending the church. Yeah. Yeah. I met someone Sunday who came from out of town and watches all the time at, online and was and drove down to go to church on Sunday. So, I think yeah. it'd be, it's a great way to sample, see what it's like. Oh, okay. Now, yes, I do want to go check yeah. it out, go attend. Yeah. I, I would, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So, so that, that, that it, it seems a little counterintuitive, but it actually really helps church attendance. Okay. I got, yeah. I got one more quick one. I want to play. This is a viral audio clip from WTOL Toledo, Ohio. Oh, no. um, this, I know what this is. <laughs> oh, so, Darren, what's your face? It's so bad. 
Chandler, can you cue up? This, a is, this is Scott's tots level awkward. This, this is, is oh no, I, I hate Buckle awkward. In. Buckle this in, is, this Chandler. Is can, can you please play the clip that has been going viral from WTO? WTOL Toledo. Good morning, TPS students. It is testing week and it's time to slay all day. Yeet. Stay woke, be on fleek, and get that Gucci breakfast. Goals. Say goodbye, Felicia, to that testing stress. Weather's going to be turned, right, Chris? Yes. Weather going to be V lit (laughs) during testing week. A hundo P chance of success. You've got this, kids. Steve, how about that traffic? Are we looking okay? Better than oh, what? <laughs> We're talking FOMO. Won't be an issue. No traffic problems around <laughs> any TPS schools to keep you from taking those tests. So get a good night's sleep. Do your best. In fact, be extra, extra. We here at WTOL are be proud of you. Good, good luck, luck on, on your test, TPS students. Okay, do you know how many people are atheists right now because they're youth pastors <laughs> talk like that? There's a generation. There's a generation of people who are deconstructing their faith, not because of theological opposition or intellectual <laughs> sparring, but because their youth pastors talk like that. No, so uh, this do, is do you so, think that, that John Oliver gets a text on his phone? Just like immediately turn on WTOL. You've got to see this. Toledo will burn tonight. Yeah. No. So this, this clip went viral and the WTOL team had, uh, uh, basically took it off their Facebook page and people were demanding an answer. Why is our well-respected Toledo local news team degrading themselves with, with this type of video? And they released a very long statement uh, that said this was actually made for students in the 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 the. State State who are p- preparing for like the TPS test. I'm not in education, but I'm guess that's some sort of standardized test. Yeah. And, here, and here's what they said. TPS has two consecutive failing grades on the Ohio State report card. 800 TPS students were absent during the 2018 Ohio test. Oh my god! There are fears that a third consecutive failing grade could lead to a state takeover of the district. So in their mind, they are doing a public service by right. doing this teen talk ad where if <clears throat> I was planning, if I was a well-prepared student taking the TPS, which I don't even know what that is, but let's say so, uh, well, I was going to march in there. The, my guess is Toledo Public Schools is their standardized testing. Uh, they yeah. call it the TPS test or something like that. Yeah. You know I mean? and, and I'm sure that most of the teens are watching the morning news on the way to school or as they get up in the morning. <laughs> I know teens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're watching weather at the nines before they, you 100%. know. Yeah, they, they. How else would a teen know what it's like outside? It's, it's not like, it's a, right. If only they, they don't have we're, some sort right. of magic devices that puts yeah, information. Where else are they get their information? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so <laughs> they, so they, they continue. The intent from the very beginning was to help TPS students take the test to get the district the funding it needs. This was some of, one of several messages provided to area leaders and media outlets meant to show support and encouragement. I hope it did the opposite. If I was getting ready for that TPS test and I saw that, I would snap my pencil in half and be like, nope, not taking it. Not I'm taking out. it after. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> if this, if these are the people that want me to take it, I don't trust one of them. So, yeah, I, I, it, it seems like that would be ill-advised. But here's what was really disturbing about it. And you don't even yeah. need to see the video to understand this. These people were very excited. These very. news anchors, <laughs> these news anchors, you had the idea of like, this is going to kill. This is you, going to kill Youth it. pastor level excitement about yeah. being down with the lingo. Oh, I mean, they certainly like, did rehearsals with that. They this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They rehearsed Oh, yeah. They were like going all around afternoon. And around. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
it, it's yeah. like when a youth pastor thinks up rap lyrics to like a random popular song and is like, oh man, you know, like the, the, the kids the, are gonna the, love this. The, uh, 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 revival's about to be sparked, ladies and gentlemen. I, oh. I, I, <laughs> I, I just, I just figured out Bible lyrics to a Nelly song. So yeah. just, you know, let's prepare the altars. Prepare what was that the, terrible one that Relevant posted a couple of years ago? Oh, the, 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 I like big books. Yeah, that guy? No, baby got book. Baby, baby got, got book. books. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it was the worst. No, no. I will say we posted one the other day of one that had gone horribly wrong, and it ended up being like every member of the church staff like got a verse in this rap, and it just went oh, no. for like fifteen minutes. It was really long, but I I put and I stand by this. Baby got baby got book is the gold standard of Christian rap parodies. Chandler, can, can you real quick? I know I didn't prepare you this. Can we just play like thirty seconds of baby? Baby got book. It's for, his for birthday. The yeah, it's my birthday. Like Normally we would just veto this, but come on. <laughs> you only turn 11 and 40 once. Oh <laughs> my goodness. That's Becky, good. look at her Bible. It is so huge. She looks like one of those preacher guys' girlfriends. But who understands those preacher guys anyway? Oh no. They only talk to her because she looks like Mother Teresa. <laughs> okay. I mean, but look at it. It's just Huge. Oh, no. Oh, no. She just looks yes. so. Oh, yes. Wait for righteous. the drop. Yes, I wait. like big bubbles and I cannot lie. You Christian brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with a KJV and a bookmark in Proverbs, you get stoked. Oh. Got a name engraved so you know this girl is saved. It looks like one of those large ones with plenty of space oh. in the margins. Oh, baby, I want to read with you because your Bible's got pictures. My minister tried to console me, but that book you got makes me so holy. Oh, mama. Oh, no. No. Do you know how many people? Oh, I mean, it is absolutely. Do you know how many people have deconverted to Christianity because of <laughs> yeah. that song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like seminaries, people have just yeah. dropped out of seminary after hearing that. Uh, but, uh, but that song in particular, I'm saying the real lyrics in my head. It's it's like not good words. Like don't yeah. do that. Me and so holy. To be, yeah. To, <laughs> But admittedly, it was better than the preacher who did the Drake stuff uh, a month yeah, ago. That was incredible. Yeah, God's, God's plan. Because he didn't even try to change the lyrics. He's just shouting <laughs> oh, that God's right. plan. That actually, that one was my actual favorite because it was just so terribly executed. <laughs> At yeah. least this one, the Bible one, had a little bit of like, okay, well, they're trying. It It's pretty well done. Pretty yeah. poorly well oh, done. But yeah. the Drake one was really spectacular. Annie, have you heard that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, because the guy's just shouting God's plan into the mic and oh, like the best. to like tee up a sermon about God's plan. Like it didn't make any sense. You could tell the keyboard player who was like playing the dun dun dun, you know, like the 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 God's plan little beat thing. You could tell him it's like, should I just keep going? Like, when is this going to stop? Like, this is terrible, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah. The, w, the, the, the Toledo team obviously didn't learn a lesson from all this, but uh, you know, it's they, they, they should now because I'm sure testing scores are dropping across the state. And I think, I think Betsy DeVos, if you're listening, we, we just need to go ahead and defund education initiatives in all of Ohio because of that. Oh uh, my God. Oh, you know, she probably will. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> she's like, she's like, wait, I can do that. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you have, Annie? 
So you guys, this week I have gotten like lost in the internet hole of this because this week the happiness report came out. It's a worldwide happiness report. Have y'all seen it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Everyone, yes, everyone should Google and read it. It's like 128 pages. You don't want to read the whole thing, but it is, it has got charts for days that are so interesting. And it, it's talking about the happiest countries and the least happy countries. And they did the report, the rankings based on things like income and freedom, your like intrinsic sense of trust in your country, your, uh, what, whether you have healthy lives, the uh, life expectancy and all sorts of stuff like that. Do y'all know the happiest country in the world? Does anybody know? I do because we reported this on Relevant Daily last week. Oh, you already did it. No, it is um, Finland. Yeah. I knew it was like a Nordic country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the interesting thing, Jesse, is like of the top seven, six of them are Nordic countries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating to me. So did they identify why Nordic countries are so much happier than it? Because the United States, for context, uh, uh, didn't even rank in like the top 10, right? No, it's 19. It's dropped every year for the last couple of years. So so what makes people in Hmm. Nordic countries so happy? Do you know the answer, Cameron? What did y'all say on Relevant Daily? It doesn't give an analysis. No, we didn't. We didn't. Well, the report, yeah, the, the report has a ton. I just haven't read all the way of that. Well, but I will I, tell you what, one of the I things it, it just, said about... Sorry. I thought it just more like ranked under these categories, blah, blah, blah. And like it just ranked high. Did it, it, it and it analyzed why they're happy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it, and it, the very last chapter of the report is an analysis on why the U.S. keeps dropping. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and the biggest... The reason that we keep dropping is how we consume media and how Hmm. media changes what we have decided makes us happy. Wow. And it is, I mean, it is one of my buddies that works here near my office was sitting in my office and we were reading it today and he was reading pieces of it out loud and going like, I'm having like a crisis because (laughs) I'm realizing that we as a country like are choosing um, through through how we consume media, we are losing the ability to just be naturally happy with what we have, and we and the U.S. consumes at a higher rate of media than any other country. So, so uh, essentially, like you're saying that because of like comparison culture and media, yeah. that yeah. we we are constantly discontent. Like, yes. there's, well, there's a- I was I was watching a documentary this weekend on Netflix, uh, like selfie culture or selfie world or something yeah. like that or something yeah. selfie and it was and it was talking to <clears throat> preteens and teens about Instagram and it was tragic some of the you know anxiety and the comparison things and 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 you know even like sexual predatory behavior boys to girls that happen on Instagram and it just it fundamentally makes them less happy you know and yeah. it's like it, it's obvious I mean it makes sense yeah. and two in the Nordic countries you know lots of fish and sweaters you know, so like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, a, it's a very cod heavy culture yeah. Yeah. and uh, cod just gets the endorphins going. You're talking and, to a guy you know, who eats a tremendous amount But it's of interesting because you would think it would be a country like they have very brutal winters there. You know, like it's not it's not a place where the where the climate is very comfortable. I mean, I just think the whole thing is so interesting. Yeah, Obviously, of all the countries, the lowest ranking is South Sudan. I mean, clearly, yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the bottom of the list is very sad to read as well. But I think of the Nordic culture. I mean, like Danish design and Scandinavian design is about minimalism and, you know, kind of function and, you know, beauty with less. Yeah. And there's like a contentment with simplicity and a desire for simplicity there. And 
I don't know. And the, obviously, the outdoors is beautiful. And uh, I don't know. I you know lots and lots of fish. I just yeah. keep coming back to that. I wonder I if there's ever. Tough. I wonder if there's any correlation between this study and like studies of like rise and fall of people of faith in certain countries. Like, I wonder mm. if there's any like faith correlation between all this. But 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 what's interesting about that? I think that's an interesting point you you, you make, Eddie. You know, because like you, like especially for like Nordic countries and a lot of Western European countries there has been a decline in traditional religious practices. Like that's, you know, yeah. like an observable trend. And that's a like stereotype all of them. But in that part of the world, that's not, uh, uh, you know, uncommon for people to identify where you look at, you know, even like the U.S. has become slightly less, quote unquote, religious, but it's still very, very religious. And you look at countries. So, so Annie, like for your example, with South Suzanne. So like countries on the bottom half, like lack, like the things on like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? That's like right. if that's you right. don't have shelter, if you don't have food, if you don't have clean access to clean water, that's going to, if those needs aren't met, that's going to cause, you know, obviously distress. But once right. those are met, you know, it's different things that people that make people happy. And so like, when you look at developed countries, it's almost, it's what's funny is like, I think a lot of people have, <clears throat> rightly um, rightly have criticisms about America's approach to religion. And it's like, is it is it better to have like almost no unifying social religion or to have one that's almost become counterfeit where, you know, a lot of people who represent the name of Christianity actually don't represent what Jesus taught. And is it just better to not have any social religion and to let everyone kind of be able to figure out on their own or to have what's essentially been a counterfeit religion that's been, you know, uh, appropriated by people in power to maintain their power. I think that's where it kind of gets interesting. And I'm thinking too, I mean, I'm coming back to the, like the lifestyle and the furniture. (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's about contentment. It's about outdoors. It's a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. They eat. They eat healthier. I mean, again, I come back to fish. I'm not kidding about that. I mean, like, like, it's a, when I think of the Nordic countries, I think of like simplicity, design, and health. That's what yeah. I think of. That interesting. That is very interesting, Annie. About that. Yeah, the whole report. With, <clears throat> I think it's where. Online. I mean, honestly, if you sit, yeah, you can just Google it and look it up. But it's it's really long. But it is a really interesting take and. Uh, you know, even seeing the countries between the Nordic ones and the U.S. and going like, wait, like everybody. So the U.K. ranks higher than us. Like there's just a lot of interesting like Canada is significantly higher. I mean, there, yeah. it's it's just interesting to see who who's around us, who's right above us, who's right below us. And and what am I doing in my life to I mean, it did really it just had me thinking today, like. Would I have said that we're the 19th happiest country? And what am I doing to make sure I'm not sucked into social media determines my happiness kind of world. Well, it, it too, I, I think you probably have to separate the developed nations from the, like you were talking Jesse about like the ones at the right. bottom of the list. Cause those are like, okay, <laughs> survival, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. but like, let's talk about the developed nations. You know, it's like the ones that are more content are the happier ones. And the ones that are more like, uh, uh, me centered, entertain me, you know, I want to be rich. I want to, you know, like our discontent, you know, and like those ones are less happy, which is interesting. Yeah. And and yeah. media obsessed and image obsessed, they're yeah. less happy, you know. That being said, uh, if I find a kid from Iceland that's on that's playing Call of Duty, 
I'll smoke that kid all day long. And they're, they're terrible <laughs> at video games. And so while it might so be nice more. to be happier, they're not very good. And I will not rest until I beat him. I will be oh, yeah. miserable. Yeah. No, but, but, but I think that, I get on Nordic servers just in order yeah. to smoke those with 12 year olds. That's amazing. <laughs> but, but, but it is interesting. It is. <laughs> yeah. They're so laid back. They, they, it's almost like they're putting no effort. They apologize. In, they, they, oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. It's, it's almost like they have no in, emotional investment at all in this pointless video. Game. Could have I have been no there. idea what their problem is. Like, it's almost like this game is going to end. They're going to go on with their lives and be yeah, totally. And there's nobody it's over sick. 20. It's almost like, the adults grow up and are just okay. It's are searching for something. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird place. No, but it is interesting, Cameron. Like you were saying, like uh, the, uh, America, uh, to it, and, and to an extent, you know, since I don't know for the last like thirty-ish years, forty-ish years, you know, the American dream has really evolved from you know have a you know a house and a, and a job that can provide, and you know, kind of to being fabulously wealthy like you know people are like well the kardashians have the american dream you know like the not the cleaver family or whatever like the way people think about um having enough seems like at least the cultural perception would be it seems like that's gotten a lot it's gotten pretty out of control to what it was back in like you know the 50s or 60s when the sizes of the average house was a third of what it is now. Or, well, even, but even in the most recent years, as we've been plummeting, it's been the prevalence of social media where it's like before it was like Entertainment Tonight would kind of like, or the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, I'd get glimpses into this other world that I don't have access to. It was, it was still relegated to a small part of my awareness in my daily life. But now with social media and I'm following people who, not even rich people, but they're more beautiful or they're happier or they're traveling yeah. more or they, you know, whatever it is, the things that you aspire to and you are continually confronted with, I don't have what they have. Even if it's just your friends at church. Right. Because they're posting yeah. the highlight reel, you know? And so it's like your complete awareness is if I'm feeling lonely this weekend or I'm bored this weekend and I go on social media and I'm seeing all my friends like you know, at theme parks or at the beach or whatever. It's like you feel left out and now you're sad. Whereas a, a nice weekend of rest could have been the perfect thing for you. You know what I mean? But now you're like FOMO. And I, I don't know. Man, when I had that 10 days off when I had that bed rest two weeks ago, one of the things was I had to delete socials off my phone and just kind of be off the computer. And I did not hate it. I mean, I like, I love Instagram. I think it's very fun and I love doing it and who I get to talk to on there. But but man, there was something really simple and good. And I have a lot of friends who are leaving Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and are just going like, I don't do any of that anymore. Yeah. And so then I have to like text them and be like, hey, will you send me pictures of your kids? Because I don't ever see your kids because I don't see them on social media. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm, I, I'm, I feel like we're going to need to course. Like, I think American society will need to like course correct a little. Like the pendulum swings really far. And, and then, you know, I guess for some people, they need to go completely detox, you know, teetotaling. But you know, that's not the rhythm that most people will embrace. But I mean, you know, like the Bible talks about, you know, weekly Sabbath and margin. And and I'm wondering even in our digital lives, if like, you know, they have, or, or just even with health and nutrition, it's like meatless Monday, you know, it's like, it doesn't, you don't need to go vegan, yeah. but just eat a little less meat and like just yeah. building that into our normal rhythm. And like, I wonder if there's a digital detox version of that where it's like, you know, you kind of go offline one week a month or, you know, two days a week or something like that, just kind of making it less 
of the what is it that Andy Crouch's book says? He has a book called TechWise Family. Have you read it, Eddie? Yeah. I feel like you have. Yeah. What does he I say? Have. Take one week, uh, one day a week, one week a year, or something like that. Yeah. Yep, yeah, to go. But also, like nightly, they put all all devices in a little box, and it's like mm. device free and device free dinners and stuff like that. And that's the to me the larger point is just there's a. It's in addition to the like in, in addition to what Cameron was saying about the pendulum just kind of shifting a little bit. It's just there's a full cultural uh, kind of shift that has to happen, because I think that the difference in those countries in our country is there's just a you don't feel like you're missing anything. You don't feel like yeah. you're you're like you're still able to sell products or do business or exist in life. Like at this point, I don't know if I could get off of all social media and contact half of my friends or, you know, share that I'm on a podcast. Like how else do you exist without these things? And I think there's just like the basic, like I look forward to the time when there's just a, the next thing that comes out that is able to replace, you know, Facebook messenger as the necessity that it is. I think that'll be a helpful piece to it as well. I hope we demand it. Yeah. How are my friends in Scandinavia Mm -hmm. supposed to know that me and Bjorn went cod fishing today? (laughs) If I can't brag to them. If I can't brag to them. About, if I can't about make the cods. Of about all the co- of the buckets of cod that we... That <laughs> Look we at all the cod that you don't have. Yeah. All right, Eddie, what do you have? Uh, well, I want to close up our little slice time with sort of a feel-good story, but also it answers a very important question that I think maybe we've spoken about before. So a Kansas State University student, Cameron Kroger, uh, what, Koger, sorry, no R, Kroger is a grocery store. But Cameron Koger um, was at a Kansas State game and he won one of those, uh, you know, those three-point contests that they do that if you're not bored, if you're not going up to the Mercedes Lounge to get some snackies, you know, that you're sitting there and you're watching this thing. <laughs> and Which I, uh, lo- I love those. Th- I love the competitions. Frisbee dog, quick change. Love it all. But nothing's love better it. than watching someone huck. A- I-, I like it when they're horrible, though. And oh, you're like, oh, this, oh, guys, oh. this is humiliating. It's either it's either astonishing and they want a million dollars with a full right. court. Right. Or something. Right. Or or they're just throwing just something beyond a brick, whatever the next level is after a brick, just right. some sort of terrible it, thing yeah it looks like this person has never actually touched a basketball before and they're for also sure. for some reason decided to compete the competition with their offhand like not <laughs> only ha- not only ha- not only d- like i it doesn't even appear that you've watched a basketball game but for some reason you're attempting this left-handed that's how <laughs> those are my favorite. so this kid cameron wins this three-point contest at kansas state uh at a kansas state basketball game and i mean this is big basketball program so big arena he wins this thing and he gets qdoba for life okay no no no, sorry qdoba for a year qdoba for a year now there's two questions in this before i continue one could you handle qdoba for a year you would die you would (laughs) absolutely no way 100 percent. i could do it for sure you could yeah 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 free i mean you don't have to pay for your grocery or any kind of food for a year and you have you had qdobo yeah yeah i love their rice Okay, but here's the thing with Qdoba a lot of that's cheese. interesting. Lots when they cheese. say you get Qdoba for a year, you know what it actually ends up being? It's 52 free entrees. 52 bra- that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Which I've always thought, oh my gosh, twice a day, they're going to Chick-fil-A. Twice a day, they're going to Qdoba. This is incredible. It's actually been 52, a meal of, a, a meal a week. Who cares? I, 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 listen, I put a lot of garbage into my body all the time. Ton. An incredible I amount. Be, 
I would be very <laughs> nervous to eat Qdoba once a week for a year. My Are problem, you serious? My problem is, for some reason, everything in that in their little slop trays, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you walk up there in the, in the line, you're like, oh, a little this, a little that. It's all very runny for some reason. Everything yeah, yeah. has been swipe, Including slightly... Including lettuce. Everything has been slightly liquefied at Qdoba. Like, I'm not... I don't... No. Tr- like, like, did half of the beans were just smashed into liquid? Like, why is, why is the juice in the chicken? You know, yeah. like it's all a little runny, <laughs> too runny for me. Like as soon as they wrap it in a tortilla, you're like, okay, the tortilla is, is falling apart because it's soaking wet. It looks like they mopped <laughs> up some slop back there with this tortilla. I, oh, I would not gross. trust it. Gross. Well, this, I, so, so that was interesting. It's not that bad. It, yeah. I had true. a hard time it's thinking. True. I mean, it's I could runny. maybe, maybe I, I can't think of a food I could do for a whole year, but once a week. Okay, fine. Qdoba would be okay. So. Yeah. The problem is this kid, he wins this thing. Why he enters sure. it in the first place is beyond me because he doesn't like the prize because he doesn't like Mexican food. And what? so <laughs> this kid is awesome that he goes down and he wins. And so what he ends up doing, which I thought was the feel good part of this, he ends up tweeting, which was great. He tweets, uh, I'm giving all my meals to a homeless shelter. So this homeless shelter got 52 free meals and then Qdoba heard about it and they doubled it and gave a bunch of free meals. And then the school heard about it and they gave a bunch of free meals. And this kid ended and then up. The, and then the homeless heard about it and they're like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're just OK. They're like We're good with the soup and stuff. Like, yeah, it was OK. It's like the so, muffin top episode. Of so he wanted exactly. for a year. He donated to a homeless shelter. I thought that was a really cool end of the story. It's really cool. like, this is kind of runny. I got to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> These beans. I don't know what you did to them, but it, yes, it's, but no, thanks. It's like, it's like bean soup that you dumped on here. Yeah. Anyhow, big up to Cameron. You're such a Qdoba hater. I did not know this about you, Jess. I love Mexican food too. It's just, yeah. very, it's just very runny. It's that's all I'm saying. It's very, everything's soupy and there's no need for that. All right. That'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Nate Bargatze joins us. You're listening to Munya. Song is Benjamin. Well, today's episode is also brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. It's the time of year that people start planning vacations and going outside more. That also means wherever you go, whatever you're doing, everyone wants the comfort of knowing help is there if something goes wrong. If your current health care option has gotten out of hand with crazy prices and difficult network restrictions, why not ditch it for actual health care? with Samaritan Ministries, a growing community of Christians that send financial gifts and pray for one another throughout medical needs. In this way, Samaritan members care for the whole person, physically, spiritually, and financially. Plus, there's no restrictions at Samaritan Ministries as to when you can join or even which doctors you can see after you join. If you'd like to learn more about how you can be part of this ministry helping each other with health care, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash relevant. Well, Nate Bargatze is a comedian known for his regular appearances on The Tonight Show and Conan, his Comedy Central special, and his new hour-long Netflix special, The Tennessee Kid. He's also drawn acclaim from the likes of Mark Maron and Jim Gaffigan as one of the most promising names in comedy. Jesse recently spoke to Nate about his brand new special, also about growing up in the church, his faith, and what's next. Jesse, tell us about it. So happy yeah. about this, Jesse. Yeah. So I was super excited to talk to uh, to Nate. And, you know, it does seem like he had so he had, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, this half hour special 
uh, the comedians on Netflix and it kind of blew up. And so, you know, before that, he had that commercial where he's like on a college game day commercial and he would and you still do the tonight show, but it didn't seem yeah. like people like knew his material until that first half hour. So I wanted to ask him what that, what was that like almost becoming not an overnight success, but having Netflix really kind of help his career. Here's what he said. You know, the last one was, you know, even though it just being a half hour, it just had such a great response. Uh, and I could tell that, you know, when you go do shows, like everybody's watched it. So it was almost like kind of the first time where, you know, usually when I would go up, you know, people know you from just randomly, you know, either, you know, from you guys or Tonight Show or uh, whatever. They know you from a bunch of my other specials. And uh, but this was the Netflix was the first where it was an overly like, oh, these people know me from Netflix. So I wanted this special that just came out to be good, you know, and uh, I want it to be as good as that. You don't want it to be a letdown. So hopefully it will be. And if it's not, I'm sure uh, Twitter will tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I also like how he lumped us. People know people know me from you. You the Tonight Show, or the Tonight Show, right. yeah, yeah, right. Thanks, Nate. Uh, you know, he knew who he was talking to. That's yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So I also wanted to ask, you know, Pete, you know, crashing on HBO just ended a few weeks ago, oh. and I knew that. Oh, such a great show! So and I sad. knew that that him, you know, Nate grew up in the church. He's a Christian, and I knew that he's been uh, friends with Pete since they were both started in comedy together. So I wanted to get his thoughts on crashing and kind of Pete's trajectory and his own story. And what he told me was really interesting that in some of the scenes that are in crashing, Nate was actually there in real life. Here, here's what he said. Oh, wow. Well, I started with Pete at that comedy club. So Pete got me barking at Boston comedy club. We, we were in Chicago together and then we, he moved to New York about, you know, maybe six months before I did. So when I came to New York, Pete was like, I'll get you at this. He was handing out flyers at that club and he was like, I can get you in there too. And, uh, so I started handing out flyers with Pete. And so I, I mean, it was, it was neat to see just, you know, Pete got to make the show that every comic wants to make just about how they started. And it was interesting to see it just cause I was, you know, with him during all this. Uh, and then Pete was like, I remember Pete was a Christian. And when I first moved to Chicago, that was the first time I ever moved where like, you know, in that, in Tennessee, like everybody's a Christian. Uh, it's not, you know, you, I mean, you look outside in a car and you're like, all these people go to church. Like, it's like, just what you do. You don't meet people that don't. Uh, so Chicago was the first time I ever met people that were like, you know, either weren't religious or didn't believe in God or just like, you know, where you're, I, mean, I was like blown away. You're like, what? Like, uh, so, I mean, it was great to see, you know, and then Pete was, uh, you know, I mean, me and him bonded over that too, just because we were in a world of comics that, you know, are not. And, uh, so they, it was, it was, it was awesome to see, uh, his show. And yeah, I mean, he was completely very honest about it. Uh, and I, you know, I'm always a fan of that. I'm a fan of just like, uh, honesty and, uh, seeing what it is and, you know, and I mean, you know, and he asked questions and wonders and, you know, it's good. Well, uh, you know, that kind of led me to think about Nate's career compared to Pete's because, you know, you know, especially finding out that they were in this together. And if you've seen Crashing, you've seen, you know, that's an autobiographical show where Pete early on maintains his sort of like devout faith and his outlook before he starts kind of sampling other ideas and 
other, you know, makes other kind of choices about, you know, his lifestyle and, and, and his own personal behavior. And so I wanted to ask Nate, you know, being around that culture where for the first time he's around people who aren't Christians and, and you know, he has this one example of Pete who kind of goes one way, which is to ask to start questioning things and kind of move away from his faith. Why did Nate decide to stick with it? And here's what he had to say. You know, no one grew up, uh, or a lot of people that I was around weren't Christians or, you know, even grew up in a church or anything. And so, but sometimes guys can go away from that. And it made me go like more in it. Like, you know, cause I just thought like, why are you, why do you think you're right? Like, you know, you just think, you know, they're like, that's dumb. And you're like, well, who are you? I don't even know you. Like, you know, like not Pete, but just like other people you'd meet that would just, you know, question like what you believe in. And you're like, you know, none of them know either. Like, you know, so, uh, sometimes you go away from it. Sometimes you dive in and, you know, there's, there's guys I know that dive in and they're like, Oh yeah, they're opened up to a whole new world. And, uh, I'm just like kind of the opposite. Like I just kind of like, you know, I, I've always said, I trust, I always trust my parents more than I trust anybody else I've ever met. Uh-huh. <laughs> where, where it's clear Pete in the show didn't trust his parents more than anyone he ever met. But yeah. it, was, it was cool to hear Nate's perspective because he's still in that world, you know? I mean, yeah. he still has this big special, you know, he might have a next, he might have a TV show on ABC with Gerard Carmichael. You know, he's right there knocking on the door of really kind of potentially blowing up. But he also had a little bit of like Christian Gallows humor when it came to people <laughs> confronting him about his faith. Uh, uh, Chandler, why don't you go ahead and play the next clip where he talks talks about what he does when people get combative with him about faith. It's hard just because people are always like questioning everything. Like, why do you believe, you know, like, why do you know? And so there, you feel like there's a lot of like, uh, some confrontation and, you know, and some of it. So, uh, but you know, it's, uh, luckily, you know, you, a lot of it is all like how you're raised. And, uh, I never liked being confrontated. I want to argue with people about stuff. So, I just kind of, you know, sometimes you just kind of keep quiet. Like, uh, sometimes you, you will get in arguments and then, uh, you know, you do what you do and look, they're the ones going to hell. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, I love it because like in the interview, he is deadpan. He's as deadpan as he is like in, in, uh, on his comedy special. Um, and so, uh, I want one more quick clip. I appreciate this because I feel like even if you're not in comedy, you can, you know, uh, kind of relate because, you know, this, this is like a big moment for him. And I wanted to know, you know, does he ever feel, does he, does he feel like he's arrived and does that necessarily, you know, is he, is he, continuing to chase something or can he kind of enjoy the sort of moment he's having? And I appreciate what he said here, here Chandler, if you want to play this last clip. You know, I think you're still like chasing the feeling of that. Like, not that like, I know I may, I always had check marks where at first, when you first start, you know, I mean, you're, you make zero money, then you make like $3,000 a year, like in comedy. And then, you know, so then you get to like 10 or 20, you know, I feel like the first is like when you make like what you, what I would make at Applebee's, like, you know, where like, I, I was like, all right, I'm at least have like, a, <laughs> I'm making whatever job I would have, like with no education. Like, uh, so you, you know, you just have these little check marks. And then I remember, you know, uh, you know, with being clean, like you get to that point where you're like, all right, I could be doing corporate, like worst case scenario. 
I can perform on cruise ships and do corporates <laughs> and make a living at this. Like, you know, so you just always have these little check marks. Obviously, the end goal is to, you know, be Gaffigan and Seinfeld, all that. So you just, you have all these little check marks. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel very fortunate in my career. I'm blessed. Like, I feel confident in it. Like, you know, but you're still chasing. You still want to get, like, we're starting to do some theaters now. I mean, you still want to be this big comic that can be playing these big places and selling them out and have people come out to see you. So you still always have something that you're chasing. And I think you have to have that or otherwise once that, once that, once you're done chasing, you know, they always talk about an athlete, like, you know, where they make up stuff, you know, they have they make up beefs with other players for no reason. Michael Jordan, Tiger, like all these big athletes, like, so it's like, you got to have these like goals that you're like, well, I want to be this, you know, at the high. And I think you just keep chasing it until those goals are until you're like, I, you know, now I don't know what else to do, but I mean, I am, you know, I'm not delusional. I'm like to not, I'm very happy where I'm at. Yeah. I, 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 I thought that's, you know, he doesn't seem like his demeanor doesn't seem like he's a person that's like overly ambitious. <laughs> like he's kind of like his brand is kind of being like a lazy slacker, but yeah. you know, e- even for someone like him, like balancing the idea of what does it mean to be content and feeling like blessed and like enjoying the moment yeah. and also being like, if I don't set more goals, like, you know, and I go to Cameron, even that's sometimes we talk about all the time internally. It's like, you know, once we put a good magazine out, it's like, Hey, let's, but how are we going to make the next one even better? So I, I thought it was interesting, even someone like in that field looking at, yeah, I want to enjoy this moment, but not get too content. But yeah, he was a great, great dude to talk about. And uh, he promised next time he's in town, he's going to come back by relevant. Like I said, he credits us and the tonight show with his success. So I gave him an open door. So. I, I, he's, he's honestly uh, unbiased. He's one of the funniest comedians. He does work clean. He's, he's somebody your parents will enjoy. You'll love him. He's, if you haven't checked out Nate Bargatze's special on Netflix, go check it out now. It's called The Tennessee Kid. Uh, he is going to be one of the next big names in comedy. Mark my words. I hope he gets a TV just, show. Yeah, and he just seems like a good dude, right? Like, I mean, just all of our interactions yeah. with him. He's just a sweet yeah. man. Yeah. Well, there's Nate Bargatze. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. I can't get no better, can't get no much better. I feel like a king and my queen is Coretta. I've been made a living, I'm never gonna give in. I'm just way too driven, that's why I've been thinking I'm scared. Youth ministry is an interesting place to be. All the hormones, the gross games, the strained pop culture sermon illustrations for students, pastors, and volunteers alike. In Insights In Between, a ministry student's perspective on youth ministry, Jacob Wynn combines his past experiences as a youth member with his current experience as a volunteer and his ongoing ministry studies. In the book, he highlights the importance of showing Christ-like compassion to our youth, from discussing the importance of embracing student eccentricities, goodness knows they have those, to a critique of fire and brimstone teaching, insights in between points toward a form of youth ministry that is hallmarked by love and compassion. If you want to learn more about the importance of caring for the youth in our churches and the need for compassionate youth ministries, pick up a copy today of Insights in Between by Jacob Wynn. Now available on Amazon. You're listening to Logic. The song is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we asked you, what celebrities would you most like to and hate to be stuck next to on a long 
bus ride. We got talking about how it, it became a thing on social media that Keanu Reeves was part of a flight that had to take an emergency landing, and then they had to bus everybody for two hours to L.A., and, and, and then all the people were documenting Keanu Reeves in real life on a bus, you know, and, uh, and we, it got us thinking if we were trapped on a bus with various celebrities, uh, you know, who would we want to be trapped with and who would we at least want to be trapped with? So you guys hit us up, you, uh, hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast. And you also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. Well, I have to disagree with Whitney. She said, how do you not immediately choose Jimmy Fallon to be on the bus? Oh, no. I would oh. be like, I'd, how do you choose him? Because like 45 minutes in, him, you 45 minutes in, I'd be like, hey, Jimmy, how about we play the quiet game for the next? Uh, <laughs> you ever play that on the car ride? You, so you can be the most quiet. I can, listen, man, you no came in, you're coming in really hot and I don't feel like you're cooling down at all. And like, you're stuck in a van. Stuck in a van together. There's no commercial breaks here. You know, like, you know, if I, if you read, if you, if you write one more freaking thank you note to a person at a stoplight, I, no. I'm jumping out of the moving thing. I'm with Jimmy Whitney. Fallon. I love Jimmy Fallon. I would love that. He'd be top five people I'd want to bump into at the airport and like have yeah. a 30 second, one minute conversation with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, two hours next to him on a bus would be a little tough. Kara said her most is Leonardo DiCaprio. Did y'all, were y'all surprised by that? Who thinks? Who like, would I, think? I don't feel like there's any personality there, but I also wonder if there's <laughs> alternate intentions. Well, no. Yeah, well, either saying, way, he is wearing a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, I wonder if she knows something I don't know about what it would be like to sit by Leonardo DiCaprio on a bus for she's a couple hours. Hoping, I know he's attractive. I will. She's I'll hoping stand for by a that, love connection. Would he be she's fun to take. talk to? No. She's, she just wanted a love connection. That's yeah. all she's wanted. Oh, but he, I, well, one I can't of, blame her. But I don't understand. But he also, she also said that one of her leases was Nicolas Cage, which I feel like that would be the most mind-blowing van ride of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know what kind of state Nick Cage is in. Like, right. you don't know if he's frazzled. He's, you know, he's likely been up for like five days straight. He doesn't know how he ended up on the van. He doesn't know where the van right. is going, and he doesn't care. <laughs> like, he is just, he's just in the moment, man. You know who yeah. would be tough? Probably bottom of the barrel for me would be Gary Busey. For the same reason. Oh, great call, Cameron. You know, it'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would be, I would be nervous for the safety of everyone in that van. That's what I'm like, saying. like that he would just jump across the seat and grab the steering wheel at any moment. And, and you know, um, you know, you know who'd be fun? Who would make it memorable for everyone? Bill Murray. Yeah, that's what yeah. Joshua said. Joshua said Bill Murray would be the celebrity I would like to be on a bus with. Stories and laughs. Yeah, I agree. I think he'd be fun. Plus, too. I feel like he'd be. There would be periods of him very comfortably sitting silently. So like yeah. if you're on a 12 hour ride, he'd do an hour without having to be on. And then, yep. you know, he'd come back to life when you need him to do his thing. And then he'd be quiet again. Yeah. When he thought of something, right? he wouldn't just be trying to think of something to talk. When he thought of something, he'd be funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He would tell I, the best stories. You know, he would probably yeah. have the best stories. Yeah. You'd have to oh, pull yeah. it out. I ride in a bus with Nate Bargatze. I think he sounds so, like a good person to be around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wes said, listening to this week's relevant podcast with Brady, mark him number one on the bro crush list now. So that's what Wes said. So, <laughs> I was assuming he meant for like the van, but you know, the yeah, bro I crush. I, I mean, I'm just reading it word for word. I don't know what he meant. Maybe he but needs we can it all... in life. Yeah. yeah. Well, good on you, Wes. Been, he, he dethroned Leonardo DiCaprio for Wes. Um, <laughs> Love wins. One, I think, just went on on voices for 
for the, who Juan didn't want to sit next to because he said Spielberg, Josh Wheatner, Lin-Manuel Miranda for uh, long conversations with great. Like he's picturing like a getting coffee in cars with comedians or whatever. Like you're just sitting there, you know, chatting yeah. about the creative process or something. Or, yeah. Or like Charlie Rose or, yeah. you know, but he said the nightmare would be uh, <laughs> Fran the Nanny Drescher. I have nothing against Fran Drescher, except for she was like, ha, 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 you know, if she was doing that cackle, I, can, I would see that. Uh, she also put Bill Maher in there. I would not, I would, don't think I would enjoy sitting with Bill Maher. And uh, the controversial film director, director Lars von Trier. Yeah, I, I you know, yeah. I don't, but. Uh, there you yeah. go. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go check them out at Relevant podcast on twitter okay it's time for this week's editorial question of the week okay we're gonna ask you one of the ones we asked jesse if money if money were no object what kind of birthday party would you have if money were no object what kind of birthday party would you have in honor of our very own jesse carey's 36th birthday today we are asking a birthday question so hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your longer ones because I assume they're going to be very ornate at on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, many thanks to Nate Bargatze for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at Nate Bargatze. That's B-A-R-G-A-T-Z-E. And make sure next time you're Netflix and chilling to check out The Tennessee Kid. It's out now. It's a great hour-long comedy special. I don't know. Yes, that you- I, I said I, that. I, I mean... I don't know that you know what. Literally, that. if you're chilling out watching Thanks. Netflix, you should put I, on that. I comedy just wanted special. to separate myself it. from the comment. You can do whatever you need to do. It's your show. I don't, I don't get it. I, don't get it. I just wanted to walk away. Well, Jesse, I'll text you and tell you what's going on. <laughs> this is this is a big boy talk. I'm a, listen, I'm about to Google this and see and figure yeah. it out. For, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> that phone call is your accountability oh, partner. Yeah. Hey, many many thanks to Samaritan Ministries for making the episode possible. If you'd like to learn more about how you can be a part of their ministry, helping each other with health care, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash relevant. Also, thanks to Prison Fellowship for sponsoring the episode. You can learn more about how you can help at PrisonFellowship.org slash second chances. Go do it. It's awesome. Hey, right now, if you want to get Relevant Magazine, we're doing a special deal for Relevant Podcast listeners. Um, You can get your first six months of Relevant for only $6 when you subscribe at relevantmagazine.com slash podfan. Go do it. We have a great issue that's about to go to the printer. Uh, Our May issue of Relevant is stacked. It is stacked. You won't want to miss it. Go get it. Six bucks for six months. All right. On that note, we will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Happy birthday, Jesse. Thanks, guys. Happy birthday, man. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
It's me flying over the top of a jet ski while ramming David Copperfield and people just go put roses up there. Relevant Podcast Network.